your real self is inside you. Your body gets old. Some of you go to look at the fridge, you don't have no teeth. Your hair is leaving you. Your bodies get tired. But your soul and your spirit never die. Sweat As, the podcast. Uh, Regan Pierce, welcome to Sweat As. Henry, thank you. Great to be here. Sweat As. Yeah. Sweet as? Sweat as. Sweat as. It's like sweet, but with sweat, because not only is it sweet as, but we're at a gym, and it can get sweaty. Absolutely, it can. If you're at the gym, that's exactly what you want it to be. So, it can happen in the podcast as well. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to grill you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a funny feeling that you're going to, but hey, I'm prepared, I'm ready, I'm here, and I thank you for the invite. I thank Industrial Fitness for having me. It's good to be here. It actually reminds me, if I may start by just saying, it takes me back to our days at Moore FM when I was the local sports report manager, self-titled. Um, doesn't it? Eh? We're just missing Marga. <laughs> I thought sports manager, I thought, you sports, I thought you were the sports liaison. I don't know you had that manager status. Was, well, no, did that no, come that, afterwards? That was the confusion was I, I wasn't happy with lia- liaison is a bit like coordinator. Yeah, and I felt I was more than that, so I, I asked Janie Newlands, hello Janie, uh, for a enhancement in my title, and I believe she signed off on manager. Okay, and it wasn't liaison's manager. It, no, the, was the liaison's sports. was was removed entirely. Local sports report manager. Gotcha. Shit, we, yeah, there's some good. We covered some sports, eh? There's some oh. some good mornings there. Friday, seven twenty, ninety two. Yeah, some. Uh, interactive competitions within the sports report. Mm. Just bloody good times. How good is that, eh? Competitions within competitions. Isn't, and isn't that life? You know, life itself is but a game at the best of times. And within it, all these little sub-games. I like where you're going with that. And ap- absolutely, at the moment, it certainly feels like that. It feels like a game of tennis. But at the moment, no one seems to have a racket. <laughs> there's Don't a ball that, yeah. yeah there's a ball but it's, it's, it's yeah it's, well that's yeah that's yeah what's tennis without a racket you know you just it's just two people at, on, a, on a different side of court with a ball with a ball that's um it's like handball yeah but it's tennis isn't it um anyway yeah, look yeah. hey welcome to sweet as um you've got a I've got a hell of an intro for you oh Regan Pierce, father of four gorgeous daughters, an amazing, very understanding wife. <laughs> Ten thousand followers on the gram. Uh, does that make you an influencer? Um, look, I'm not sure. I don't even know if there was a, if there's a number to make you an influencer. I like to influence. There's no doubt about that. But sure, does it make me an influencer? Um, yeah, I've asked to be qualified. Uh, what, so get I the get, blue tick. Get the blue tick. Because I thought when you get to 10k, I'll make sure 10.1 if you round it up. But <laughs> nah, I um, think you were just shy of 10k. No, I was 10.1 and I made the silly mistake of putting up a photo of me shooting a deer. Nick oh, Minute. wow. All the vegans that were following me decided not to, down to 9,800, I believe. Is the blue tick something you asked for? I thought it was something you earned and they no, gave it to no, you. No, you, you have to ask for it. I've yeah. got, you know almost a hundred followers give or take a few yep. hundred could I ask for a blue tick that might be more of a black X <laughs> <laughs> yeah touche yeah 
9,874. Yeah. So I, you I, lost but, 300 through to... Well, not, only, not only lost them, it was like overnight. I, I placed that photo up at a, in the early evening. The next day I went on to see how many likes I'd had on the photo. There were thumbs downs. There were negative comments. There were you murderer. Oh. Yeah. I was like, well, what's, what's taking a lettuce out of the ground and chopping it up with a knife then? You know, like... Well, they say that a lettuce isn't sentient. Anyway, um, yeah. So and the lettuce like, doesn't taste as good either. Yeah, oh, that's the exactly. Big, the big exactly. So too. unfortunately, and look, no disrespect to the vegans and vegetarians out there, but overnight, I was removed of, yeah, just, just close to 300 followers. Boom. Just like that. Which was a little bit emotional. Hitting the 10K and then all of a sudden gone. Because I know you, you check on your following count every 12 hours sometimes and just see where it's at so that would have been a probably wouldn't have been the biggest hit that you've had since um well since that picture of you from the more fm drag race at the winter festival you know that you probably lost a few followers there funnily enough i actually gained them okay. um yeah yeah many um many gay people out there thoroughly enjoyed that photo hence the uh increase in followers growth of male status overnight actually there's a bit of growth with that is what their growth movement whatever you want to call it yeah i'll continue with the introduction Mm, yes um the winner of a joe's garage electric scooter (laughs) which was not rigged fyi we'll come back to that all these things in the intro we'll revisit okay uh sponsored athletes i've got a question mark next to that okay coast to coaster yep uh 100 games of rugby with wakatipu Canterbury as well. I've seen you wear some Canterbury shorts. I'm not sure how legit that is. Uh, the Daryl Tuffy of local T20 cricket. Uh, Caddy to Lydia Co. Hunter, as we've touched mm. on. Uh, you enjoy riding a bit of your motorbike, a bit of dirt bike, motocross, um, e-bike, a bicycle, dodgeballer. <laughs> uh, drag race, we touched on that. A skier, you, you're a water sport enthusiast. Uh, a streaker, have you ever streaked? I have. Yes. Okay, awesome. That's we'll good. Touch on that. Uh, the sheriff. Oh. If you know, you know. Uh, and more recently, well known as a mental health uh, ambassador, I'll say. <laughs> and a traveler. And lastly, a hustler. Welcome to Sweet House. It's good to have you here. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, what an intro. Goodness. Did I miss Henry. anything? He's probably. No, like, it's pretty much covered everything and more. There. Probably did. I didn't even know. Where do we start? That scooter. You yes. know, a lot of people saying that's rigged. How yeah, did, look, how did you win that, that? That hurts, to be honest. It wasn't rigged. Uh, like any other person that partook in that competition, which was if you spent $30 or more at Joe's Garage, you went in the drawer, which you had to put in your e-code because you got a wee voucher to win the e-scooter. There were two e-scooters, mind you. There was one at Joe's Garage in town and one at Joe's Garage five mile. I won the one from town. Controversial. You won the one from town, although you'd been shopping at the one at Five Mile. Well, no, that's where I received the one from Five Mile because they opened up before the Joe's Garage in town. And I was very excited to receive the scooter, the e-scooter. So I said, look, is there any chance I could please pick it up tomorrow from Joe's and Five Mile, given that they are okay. open for business. Okay. And it's been thoroughly enjoyed by my four daughters and not me. I haven't had one. Two, actually, I think I've had about 30 seconds on it. Yeah, uh, we had a wee time trial that we day. We did actually, didn't we? And that yes. was, yeah, it was just over 30 seconds each to do that loop. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Mm. Um, Queenstown, it's 
I mean, it's a pretty bloody good spot to do all of those things I sort of touched on. Like, would you live anywhere else? Wow, that's that's a that's a tough question. Like, would you live anywhere at the moment? I yeah, I can't think of a better place in the world to live. I'm Kiwi, born and raised. Not obviously in Queenstown, but in Christchurch. I'm a Cantabrian. Yeah. It's in the blood, red and black. And at the moment, no. I Even during this adversity that we're all faced with at the moment, I just absolutely love Queenstown. I love bringing up my family here. Love the outdoors. Everything's at the back door. And no, I can't really see myself living anywhere. Maybe for a little term, but long term, yeah, we're here. I think with all those activities and all those things that reach, it's pretty hard to, you know, turn your back on it and... You know, we'll find that somewhere else. Um, this lockdown, you know, COVID, uh, mm. it was a bit of a battle for some people, but you managed to excel, I'd say. Wow. Um, um, Mel may speak differently about that in terms of the acceleration in the Pierce household. It was, uh, it was, it was challenging. There's no doubt about that. Four girls uh, plus the wife, five girls. Uh, we've got a male cat. Um, little Lato, um, a little man. Uh, but yeah, look, it was it was a tough time. It was bloody one of those occasions of being a being a, a master chef, a a teacher, um, you know, a physical activity to get the girls, you know, out there uh, exercising. It, uh, it plus work. I had to work from home as well. Both Mel and I did. It was a yeah, it was a challenging time. But no, we did get through it, and it was um, it was actually bloody good to. I guess get through it as a family. Yeah. Deep, man. <laughs> One thing that you kind of revolutionized the social media game and, you know, you know, throughout the lockdown there's all these challenges and it got a wee bit monotonous until I guess you, you kind of, you must have just looked at it and thought, hey, here's a chance to, to genuinely put in a bit of effort and make a bit of difference. I'm talking about the 25 push-ups oh, for 25 days. I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> for mental health awareness yes. uh, which each day garnered a lot of traction a lot of love I know you got a few personal messages as well how yeah. did you well, what the hell was all that about you, you nailed it oh, oh thank you thanks B yeah, it's good. It's I day. guess the, the challenge itself that 25 days 25 push ups over 25 days I, I was nominated because obviously it was a nomination a pay it forward sort of challenge and I'd been nominated three times previous, and to be honest, I, I kept, I kept putting it off. Yeah. And I I was I was in the mindset of, what am I going to do? Because I was watching other videos of other friends do it. They were just doing their push-ups, and they were just nominating. Well, I shouldn't say just, but they were doing their push-ups, and nominating another friend to carry it on. And it was it it seemed it just seemed a little bit stale, if that's the right word. And I was like, right, what can I do to to create something a little bit different, something a bit entertaining and something humorous. And that was where the idea of getting dressed up for all 25 days in a different outfit and doing something different came from. Do you have a gag bag with all these dress ups? <laughs> or... I'll be honest, after about day seven, I was struggling for, for kit. I was like, what can I do now? And sort of by mid afternoon, I was thinking, right, what am, what am I going to do today? And I'd basically go out to the garage, I'd get the dress up box, I'd buddy look around the garage and think right what am, what am I going to do today and and that's how the last sort of the last 10 odd days ended up being it was like right last minute get together yeah yeah um, if you're listening and you haven't seen them that sort of span from climbing mountains to swimming and the shot over 
to you know running around the park outside your house to it just it just covered so many like just it was just buddy people holding up for that each day you know so yeah, it was, very it was, watchable and, and you see that people actually sort of message you and said hey look mate this was actually working wonders for my mental health yeah like I, I was yeah a couple of people did reach out uh, from a personal side of things just saying look your videos are just so entertaining thank you so much for doing it things are tough right now and I was like oh wow jeepers and that was where I put another spin on the challenge was I just spoke about some some personal things that I'd struggled with over the years too and you know, if I couldn't sort of speak from the heart and speak from a personal point of view with that challenge to make it more, I guess, you know, um, inspiring, then, you know, why am I doing it in the first place? I don't want to, I didn't want to be another number of just doing the challenge for the sake of it. Also, yeah. At the end of it, I had a wee thought. I was like, shit, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to send me all the, all the videos and then make a, a mashup. Oh, of all 25 clips, one push-up from each dress-up. Wow. A couple little bites from each, and, and kind of like a wee, you know, like a mega mix of the 25 days, just a highlights package, if you will. Oh, goodness. You know, because yeah. you get all the dress well, yeah, you know, yeah. look, that would be awesome, because I've actually reached out to uh, Keto Life Trust, which are a, I guess that they're like a... Uh, peer support group, if you will, but it's a, Pierce, not not Pierce, no, no peer, peer like the fruit, but with two e's. Gotcha, gotcha. Peer. Yeah, and it's it's actually the ambassador, the the founder of that of that group is actually Mike King, the comedian. Who uh-huh. Obviously, had a few he's had a few challenges and battles over the years, and yeah, it's a fantastic trust that I've reached out to to say, hey, look, I would love to be able to offer my services, if you will, to to help people. Um, and I've, I've had a reply they want to see my videos um, they want to use them as a platform on their website it's pretty exciting so I'm just stoked to have been able to to, to continue on this this bloody wow, so it's, this challenge it's turned into something you've, yeah. you've sort of yeah legitimately got like an ambassador role not not yet that, but that, that's the goal that is the goal with, with Key to Life yeah uh, there were a few haters out there too. well no not haters the, the shot over river one certainly didn't go down too well during uh, level 3 lockdown and I'm swimming in a, a very swollen mast shot over river appearing out of the depths yeah um, almost but, 100 cumics yeah but look know? as I said to a couple of people that messaged me personally um, you know I didn't get fourth in the West Bend School Primary 400 metre swimming race for nothing. You know, I can swim. Um, you know who you are, if you're listening. Lou Wright, Arrowtown. Uh, <laughs> 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 nah, it was, it was all good fun. And uh, look, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was, it was, when I got to day 25, it was actually a little bit emotional. I, um, there were requests for me to do another 25. And I would have struggled because obviously I was running out of kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what finished it up there? The basket of dreams. There, yeah. uh, you know, with a, a wee shout out to Emma Taylor. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, it's a yeah, pretty good finish. There was a lot of a lot of questions about day twenty five and what what it was going to encompass. Yeah, uh, there were requests for the sheriff, uh, a leopard g string, there were all sorts of things. But I, I already had day twenty five planned at about day fifteen. I was like, right, where can I go for day twenty five? What am I going to do? And after the uh, the heinous uh, weightlifter's white outfit with the mast uh, moose knuckle, um, it was just befitting that I brought that one back out again. Just before we move on, because I feel like you might have just gone a little bit too deep there, what was with the eye contact 
there's eye contact with yes. you know straight into the camera with yep. all your push-ups which, oh, no, oh. which was a unique thing as well yeah fair question Henry and I'll tell you why because looking down versus looking up makes the push-ups harder when you look up it is harder to forego a push-up than actually looking down at the ground yeah right hence the reason why I looked up and I think it's the same with the plank as well isn't it you're getting the plank correct you, yes you it's engaging more muscles and plus you're engaging the audience as well that too yeah, yeah. it's just a yeah like the old um, it's like the no, I'm not going to say it actually the, yeah well, full eye contact is always important isn't it did you get um, you notice a bit of extra sort of tit I, well? I did I oh. actually did I mean you mass over 700 push ups what's 25 times 25 I should know that off the bat 625 is it or around that mark um, but unfortunately some of my videos weren't completed in one take um, the shot over river one took three and when you're wearing a wetsuit that's filling with water, your push-ups become harder. And that last take, which was take four, ended up being obviously 100 push-ups. Yeah. So it becomes quite difficult when uh, you're not nailing it in one take. So I would have amassed over, yeah, maybe 800, 900 push-ups in the 25 days. Sorry, Regan, just got the street. Thank you. Is that we getting a pizza delivered or something? Or yeah, what, just what there's the old coffee cart out there with the smoothies. and all. Oh. I thought maybe we could... Um, get a wee treat oh absolutely yeah um, yeah but no no it's definitely got some definition bit of growth yeah yeah bloody good you touched on the sheriff just now <laughs> are you is the sheriff retired is he still on the beat is it, who's asking because I'm available is, is there a gig I'm asking for the oh. people yeah yeah no look no look the, the sheriff the sheriff's badge is still permanently placed on the on the uniform and if anyone is out there, um, you can get me on 021. <laughs> no, look, the sheriff. Yeah, look, he's, he's, he's become a bit of an icon, which is quite, it's quite nice. You know, like, I still get it walking down the street. Sheriff, sheriff, he don't, hey, sheriff, <laughs> which is quite nice. But, yeah, I guess the sheriff came about through a, a uniform, a car, the removal of a shirt for a friend's hens party. A wee stray Sir Law Rutherford ending up in the back pocket. Next thing you know, I was doing it sort of on a permanent basis, which has continued on for a number of years. And uh, it's been good fun. Obviously, a small town, you can't go too silly with it. Yeah. Um, but there was one occasion where I had a good friend of mine who will remain nameless for the greater good. It was Darren Schwolger. Um, Daz? Who came with me to be a deputy once. And uh, look, let's just leave that there because it didn't go down well. You don't allow the client to handcuff you that's all I'm going to say <laughs> if you're still trying to fill in the gaps here I think um, I guess a hens party entertainment and you're yeah, good to know that the sheriff is still you know, available always uh, available mm. you also touched on swimming just now you've done the did you, were you in the team for the coast to coast was it a team yes, thing or did you yep, solo yep. it um, well I was in a team and ended up having to do it solo after a few discrepancies from a teammate uh, but yeah no I ticked off my fifth coast to coast a couple of years ago uh, three times as an individual and twice as a team so yeah there's some moments there where you're sort of battling obviously physically and, and mentally what are what are some things that you sort of try and sort of think about or you know do to to get on top of things and to stay positive and get it done yeah I guess that's the that's the big question when you're out there 
racing and uh, and things do get tough coast to coast is, is very much a a race involving stamina and endurance but also mental mental stamina and uh, I remember the last time I did it I had to end up doing the whole thing on my own I'd only trained for the disciplines that I was um, to do which was the the first bike ride and the and the kayak and a 33k mountain one to be thrown in there when you hadn't done any training was extremely uh-oh what yeah. am I in for and I remember getting to the top of the top of the mountain at Goats Pass and thinking to myself how the heck am I gonna get to the finish line I was just absolutely wrecked I sat down one of the officials up there made me a cup of tea a couple of sugars um, a dash of milk we had a couple of ginger nuts I got some food out and uh, and her words to me were you cannot give up here you're at the top and when that goes through your mind and you think about what you're where you've come from from the start line to where you are now to what is in front of you to get to that finish line in Brighton yeah I just you just have this mental fortitude of not giving up I mean just one leg at a time and part of that I guess comes back to the support crew as well and even if it's just some words there some wise words from someone whipping up a cup of tea or whether mm. it's your, you know, the unit that are helping you transition and all that sort of thing then you know Absolutely. whatever it takes to get it done but yeah, yeah. never give up never give up that's it yeah uh, let's take a look at your, your rugby career you somehow managed to rack up 100 games for uh, <laughs> the Wakatipu it took a while um, somewhat controversially you know, there's some players that thought, hey, um, is he the right man to take to the field for this 100th game? Or, you know, did he earn it? Or is he, you know, has he put a wee Ernest Rutherford in, into the coach's back pocket as well? You know, went from the sheriff into the coach. Um, but yeah, 100 games, still a hell of a feat and some highs and lows with that as well. Championship winning team in 2013, was it? 2012. 2012, we, we, we nearly went back to back in 2013. We had that bit of a hiccup at the final at the event centre against Manny Atoto, the old maggots. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, to get 100 games was was pretty special. Uh, a lot of controversy over the years at Wakatip with, uh, yeah, just different coaches and different attitudes. And obviously, you know, I was a player that I never held back from sharing my, my thoughts and opinions. And, yeah, I guess... Uh, I nearly didn't make it, but yeah, to have been able to achieve it last year with a bloody good side, we unfortunately fell short in the semi-final against Cromwell, and it wasn't a game that I was wanting to to lose, especially with it being my 100th. But yeah, it was bloody good to get there, and uh, yeah, I played with some great people over the years and some great teams, and yeah, won a couple of championships. That bloody Whitehorse Cup was always a a bloody good thing to play for and try and retain and. And we got to play together too, B, which was pretty special. Yeah, good times yeah. out there on, on the paddock. Yeah. I noticed you sort of, you, you obviously play with your heart on your sleeve and um, more often than not to the ire of the opposition who usually sort of had it in for you. You quite often targeted. Mm. Um, you know, how do you, how do you bloody deal with that? I guess it might even just stimulate you more. Yeah, at times it's, I mean, I've obviously got a, a wonderful... A love-hate relationship with Arrowtown. They love to hate me. Uh, it's probably the best way to describe it. But, yeah, I look back and I, I probably remember my first game for Wakatip back in 2005 and the first time I played against Arrowtown out there at Jack Reed Park. And I was lucky enough to score a couple of tries that game. But my first try against Arrowtown, I did turn around and salute the crowd with the middle finger. 
and I think that's where that love-hate relationship with Aerotown started, not realising the, I guess, um, prior to my uh, first season with Wakatip, but the, the already love-hate uh, between the two teams anyway certainly didn't help my cause to, yeah, to stop them from abusing me, um, yeah, over the years, which uh, at times it has got to me, other times I've let it, yeah, motivate me, but... Yeah, teams just seem to enjoy picking on me. So it'll be fair to say you're a bit of a polarising sort of character, you know. So there'd be a few in the walker there that would love that sort of thing. And obviously, guys on the other side of the sideline that you know despise. Yeah, you, I guess for it's, it. it's yeah, it's like one of those things where, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't know why I sort of. I mean, yeah, I, I'm 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 a. I like to call myself a bit of a colourful player. I don't hold back. I like to get into it and mix it up and bloody. I hate losing as well. I'm a very competitive person, and uh, yeah, and at times that sort of uh, it's worked against me with opposition teams and opposition players, and yeah, sometimes a bit of a, a battle out there. But yeah, who would be who would have been one of the hardest buggers that you played against in in your hundred games? Oh wow, um, good question. Oh, there's there's a few yeah. out there, but I think yeah. Um, or even sneaky, like you know, but he punches in the rocks, or you know, there's because there's a few, there's well, a few it's, jokers. It's, it's in that hard goal. to pinpoint one person because whenever I've been in a ruck against Arrowtown, there's been quite a few punches. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pinpoint one player, but oh look, old Aiden Winter. I think he's always been a bit of a, you know, stickler for um, yeah, mixing it up and uh, working hard and yeah, just exactly. letting his bloody actions do the talking. Yeah, he's, he's a man of few words. He is a man of few words, but when he puts those boots on and that Arrowtown jersey on, he but he, yeah, he hits the go button, and, yeah. uh, and it's it's players like that that actually respect more who just get into it and yeah. I feel like that's sort of something that, I don't know in recent years, just too much chirping and just not enough bloody action. Regardless, who Aiden Winter? <laughs> <laughs> or me? Nah, just oh. the just in general the you know. The, the game. Oh, gotcha. The, yeah. The game. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. It's And it's just going to be so unusual when, when the teams get back out there again. And if, is it a fortnight? The first, yeah. Yeah, pre-season game this weekend. It's it's going to be a late season. Um, but just good to be able to, yeah, see the teams get back out there again and, and mix it up after what's been a bit of a bloody game of Jenga with this bloody coronavirus. And um, the first game, I think, in two weeks will be Walker versus Arrowtown as well. Derby. So it'll be, yeah. yeah, be bloody good to climb back into it. With, oh, with big that. time! Yeah. Did you back in the day? Would you say you got red and black in your blood? Did mm. you get some rep rugby up there with the? I with was Canterbury? lucky enough, yeah, to to represent my home province, Canterbury. Um, I played for Canterbury B, the development side, in two thousand and four, uh, two thousand three, two thousand and four. Before I moved down here in late two thousand and four, uh, and. Yeah, pretty special. Um, I always strive for higher honours. I like any other, you know, young rugby player out there. I wanted to be an All Black. Um, I went to a good a good rugby school, Christchurch Boys High, um, and yeah, rugby rugby was in my blood from a young age. And uh, all I wanted to ever do was represent my home province and my country. I was lucky enough to do both. Uh, obviously, Canterbury B, and then uh, I was able to play for the New Zealand Ambassadors over in Germany, which you know very well about. Um, and uh, it wasn't an all black jersey but it was a jersey with a fern on it so it was pretty special got to play alongside Tane Randall uh, which was a pretty special game that one over there in uh, in Germany um, yeah but uh, 
yeah, I look back on my career and I, I don't have any regrets or um, any sort of uh, ill feeling towards any team or player or, yeah, I'm just stoked to have been able to have given what I have to, to rugby. I feel like you've had a pretty fortunate run with uh, things that you've obviously gotten yourself involved in and I guess everything you get is usually a reflection of what you put in and a uh, testament to that is obviously the trip to Germany for a bit of rugby but... Um, here with your I fit oh. contract, you know you're lucky enough to do something that you, you will get paid to do something that you love to do and, and get paid to go travel while doing it. Can you fill me in a little yeah. bit? On, on yeah, yeah, I fit. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm an I fit trainer. Uh, what is I fit? I fit is a uh, it's an interactive, personalised training program. Um, it's an American company, I fit, um, who work with the likes of Nordic Track. Uh, pro form they create obviously the treadmill uh, they've got bikes um, they've got rowers and on those bikes rowers and treadmills is a, a 20 inch monitor and iFit is a is a paid for training program and I'm lucky enough to travel around the world um, creating these these training programs um, and I've been lucky enough to partake in, in three mountain biking excursions or creating mountain bike training programs which the end user at home or at the gym or in a hotel gym um, can choose a program train with Regan in South Africa train, yeah. train with Regan in, in Switzerland and so there, um, so you're out there getting filmed you're on the bike and there's yes. a cameraman behind you and Correct. you're sort of leaning back as if you're talking to the guys yep. you know training back Correct. in the gym Yep. giving them a bit of a pep talk and That's showing it. them the one. Yep, 100% interactive. So the, the eye engagement with the camera, instructing the end user what they're doing, what the type of training program it is, because there's beginner, intermediate and advanced programs. And as the as the end user gets fitter or gets stronger, they can then choose to do the next program, which might be a, an intermediate one, having started with the beginner training. And yeah, and iFit create these training programs with, there's roughly about 100 different iFit trainers in the in the company and I'm lucky enough to be one of them and I've been extremely lucky to be able to travel to some pretty amazing places around the world to, to do these programs yeah that's awesome yeah yeah it's pretty special um, actually another uh, person who you've interviewed uh, recently Kate Fluker I'll pinch we pinch of salt yeah uh, she is also an iFit trainer and believe uh-huh. it or not the man who owns this gym industrial fitness Braden Lee is also an iFit trainer Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he partook in a treadmill one here in uh, Queenstown about three years ago. Okay, so he wasn't on the treadmill. He's out there doing a run around Correct. Queenstown, and yep. people that are training on the treadmill can follow old uh, Braden there. That's right. Yes, they can. Hitting the, yeah, hitting the pavement. Yeah. Do you do? Do you actually get in the gym yourself, or is it all sort of organic fitness? You know, out and about. I when I arrived here at the gym, I was asking myself oh my goodness when was the last time that I was here it would be easily three four years ago that I was in a gym doing any type of uh throwing some tin around and yeah keeping keeping big yeah. uh, most of my training is yeah it's out uh it's it's aerobic training either on the bike or out for a run or doing the push-ups which was quite nice to develop some nice pictorials over 25 days but yeah it brings me back to when I used to get in the gym and throw some tin pretty good to be you know out and about enjoying the fresh air and, and doing it sort of the natural or the organic ways but you know winter's coming and if you do need to work on those pictorials maybe you and Braden could link up and yeah you know get in there and uh yeah, absolutely. Wee, wee yeah. Sesh. 
Uh, Lydia Ko, from one esteemed sports lady to another, um, how did you get to caddy for Lydia Ko? That, that baffles <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, you've touched on uh, things falling into place for me and these one-off opportunities that seem to be up to about seven or eight now. Uh, Lydia, when she played at the New Zealand Open Pro-Am a few years ago, came out to do a bungee jump or wanted to do a bungee jump, so her manager got in touch with Bungie. I was working at Bungie at the time, and I was lucky enough to have uh, been able to host Lydia. During the hosting excursion with Lydia, I said, hey look, if you come back again next year, I would love nothing more than to, to caddy for you. It would be awesome. I play golf myself. I, uh, I know a thing or two about the game, the wee white balls, and um, within sort of 10 months, I got a wee, uh, a wee message from Lydia saying, hey Regan, it's Lydia here. Uh, I'd love to uh, to have your caddy for me next year at the Open. Unbelievable, way! Eh? Just bloody, you put it out there and it will hopefully come back and it did. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things that did and look, Henry, I was always told as a young man, if you don't ask, you don't get. And I asked and I got. And you got, yeah. yeah. Squeaky, squeaky wheel gets, gets oiled, doesn't it? It's, what, it's the same, it's the same, so it's like an analogy. Squeaky wheel. You know, you're going to get the oil out. It's a bit like the Rolling Stone, isn't it? If it doesn't roll, it gathers moss. Is that what you're saying? Like the wheel, the, the wheel's squeaking because it hasn't been oiled or... Is that something about Mick, Mick Jagger and, and Kate Moss? No, no, no. no is like, that a... Like, like the Rolling Stone gathers no moss. It's like the actual, actual stone. Yes. Not yeah, the band. Yeah, not the one that's been thrown through the glass house. Right. That, you know, you don't throw stones in glass houses. But the stone is, it's got... Yeah, Mick Jagger. I heard that his name's got something to do with a glass penis. No, no. Again, no. Totally. I look. I asked, and I, I was able to caddy for Lydia. Gotcha. It was, a, it was an incredible experience. I still t- stay in touch with her today. Messages on on the gram. Um, yeah, like watching her progress as quickly as what she did. World number one. To now, sort of. Yeah, she's dropped off a wee bit. Where is she? Yeah, where is she now? Oh, is she like, the... Yeah, like. I, I couldn't give you the exact ranking that she is, but it's it's not even in the top ten. Is yeah. she is she Michael Campbell? I, I hate to use the word there. You you really the I hate to use that word, <laughs> but it it seems as though she has. It's like wow, this she's hit stardom. She hit world number one ranking. She was playing incredible tournaments, in incredible form. It all happened after she changed coach, wasn't it? And caddies three different caddies in the space of a year ah I put it out there but on this occasion I didn't got yeah hmm hey uh, you you touched on it early on about the um you lost a few followers with the hunting picture but mm. um at the same time it's quite a quite a species of fellow deer that, <laughs> that you managed to knock over and quite a trophy yeah um yeah. an avid hunter how good is it getting out there? It is the, the best feeling to to put the hard yards in, as, as William Wairua says, if you, to do the mahi. No, to get the treats, you got to do the mahi. Mm. And we did the mahi. We scaled a hill that took us about two and a half, three hours. We got into position, got the binoculars out. We were glassing the hill. We saw a couple. They didn't look big enough. And then Ginge, my hunting companion, spotted this one through the albinos and said, whoa, we need to get the old... Uh, the spotting scope out and just see how big this bad boy is then the wind swung around and everything was against us and then all of a sudden everything was was for us and uh, i got to dial him up and dropped him at 262 yards 
Meters, sorry, meters, meters. not yards. Meters. And what sort of yeah. score does he uh, got? It looked look like quite. If you don't, if you listen, you don't know what the fellow did. It's got quite a palmy sort of. That's a right. Head, uh, head yes. of antlers on it. Yeah, um, he's away at the moment, getting uh, taxidermied, and he's been scored as we speak. So right. I'm hoping he's going to be up in the sort of high 500s. I don't know what a, that means. The Douglas score, yeah. So I, I, I actually don't either. I was just told that. I'm speaking about it as though I know what I'm talking about. I actually have no idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it sounds good, though. It sounds good. Like, 500. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, it'd be good if you hit 600, though. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Can you get 600? But yeah. But no, I'm excited. It was it was a special day and a special memory in my in my hunting uh, hunting career, which, uh, yeah. So what is, you just got the head, you're going to get the head mounted? Yeah, so from and- the shoulder. So the shoulders, the shoulders forward. So we caped them. So we skinned them back, obviously. From, have we got any vegetarians or vegans listening to this chat, this podcast? But oh, maybe just, they could, you could mute your mic. But yeah, we caked him. So it took us to down the spine and then sort of took the skin down the down the rib cage and took all that forward to, yeah. And just for those that maybe we a bit sensitive about this subject, you, you harvested his meat as well. Absolutely. And you got some sausages. Absolutely. Sausages. Uh, nice um, garlic and herb. Garlic and herb. And the new one... Um, so we tried a ginger, lime and chilli sausage as well, which haven't tried them yet. I've brought them back. Um, but what was special about having the meat obviously turned into these wonderful uh, delicacies that I've now got at home is I did it myself with a friend who's a butcher up in uh, Christchurch, up in Darfield. So we uh, turned it all out together. There's yeah. no better feeling than harvesting something whether it's a zucchini mm. that you've grown you know in the veggie patch or if you've gone out and harvested a free range organic correct. animal and then yep. having it throw, go from the wild to your plate correct shit it tastes good eh? oh the, so I was, uh, did the back steaks obviously that is the fine cut of meat the back steaks on this beast and uh, fried them up for, for myself and, and Mel's um, Mel's parents up in Christchurch the year a couple of weeks ago Queen's birthday Oh, that was it was like running a hot knife through butter. Those back steaks were just outstanding. A little bit of seasoning, and just special mashed potato um, and some coleslaw on the mm, side. Very good. We plum sauce goes good with the veni as well. You know, you get that red sauce, get plum or some other sort of berry. Yeah. Hey Zeus. Well, winter is coming. Mm. Um, you're not afraid of chucking the skis on and getting into the mountains? No, correct. I, um, I To be honest, though, I, I actually haven't done a lot of skiing over the last couple of seasons. But obviously with the with the environment and the way that New Zealand's looking at the moment, it could be a bit of a, a quieter uh, field this year with Coronet Peak and Remarks and, uh, and Cadrona. So 25% sort of operating capacity they reckon right? well not the operating capacity but 25% of what usual numbers right. might be so yeah well that significant. You that, that's you know that's 75% that aren't going to be there hey what better time to get up and be able to ski straight into those bloody lifts and, and get amongst it and we've got a couple of good mates that um, that ski as well uh, the old uh, Daz and the Ashman and yourself who likes to board maybe we could hit the field a few times this year and get amongst it oh yeah what is it 27th should we all go up there at Coronet Peak? Yeah. Um, Exciting. I can't wait. No, same. Um, well, is there anything else on the radar that you you want to cover here? Hank, is, you know, um, you're an active guy. You've always you know, got something going on. And Yeah, look, at the moment, I'm just sort of um, yeah, playing the game of, uh, of what everyone knows as Russian roulette. Um, obviously, with a job that 
you know, reduced hours, reduced salary, um, unknowns in terms of what's out there, what's ahead of anyone. But look, it's like a game of Jenga, and I mentioned it earlier. At the moment, obviously, the pieces have been pulled out and the old tower's fallen over. But like any good game of Jenga, the tower gets put back together again. And that's what's going to happen. Queenstown's going to get through this. We're a town that is heavily reliant on tourists, but at the moment, it's like a, a reset button's been hit. And at the moment, the tower's just been put back up together again. So, And that, yeah. And that's, I think you've just brought it back to what we touched on at the very start there, where life is but a game, thus proved by that Jenga metaphor. Yeah. Look, Henry, I'd like to finish by saying um, good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good becomes better and your better becomes the best, my man. That's awesome, Hank. Regan Pierce, this is your life. Thanks, mate. Yeah, all good, my man. Thanks for having me on board. It's been great to, to talk to the people. Um, I look forward to maybe doing it again one day.